Politic Podcast, the show for normal Americans. From this undisclosed bunker, here's your host, Tony Reed. Should be held accountable and i think you've heard the president speak very aggressively about this he understands this is an important piece of the ecosystem but it's also the other thing the president has pointed out and spoke to when he was asked about this yesterday is it's it is also the responsibility of the people creating the content and again i would go back to you know there are conservative news outlets who are creating irresponsible content that's sharing misinformation about the vi- about the virus that's getting shared on these platforms the shot would President Biden ever call former President Trump and say, I need your help, let's cut a PSA and tell people to go do it? Well, first I would say that uh, what we've seen in our data is that the most trusted voices are local officials, doctors, medical experts, civic leaders, clergy uh, from time to time. Uh, and that is where we've really invested our funding and our resources. We've seen almost every former president play a role in putting out a PSA, uh, making sure people understood in the country that the vaccine is safe and effective. We don't believe that requires an embroidered invitation to- You said last week that companies and platforms like Facebook are killing people by letting- Let me be precisely what I said. I'm glad you asked me that question. One, I had just read that on the Facebook, Facebook pointed out that it was pointed out that Facebook of all the misinformation, 60% of the misinformation came from 12 individuals. That's what the article said. So I was asked that question about what do I think is happening? Facebook isn't killing people. These 12 people are out there giving misinformation. Here, wish that those Texas Democrats would have been more careful and taken more precautions like wearing masks on the flight here. Uh, again, I don't think I'm, I'm going to uh, be in a position here to assess what safety precautions they may or may not have taken. Obviously, these individuals were out there trying to elevate the issue of an individual's right to vote. We, we of course, hope everybody abides by public health guidelines. That's what we certainly recommend. Uh, but the vice president, what's important for everybody to know is that the vice president was tested. Uh, she, of course, uh, takes these precautions seriously, and we would follow any advice our public health officials give us. Is your free speech subsiding? under Big Brother Biden. I should have said Joe. (laughs) It's getting hard to ignore. We're living in 1984. Yeah, but it must be frustrating for the administration when big tech only does what you want 99% of the time. Many in the Biden administration say social media platforms like Facebook aren't doing enough to address untruths about the pandemic. Here's Surgeon General Dr. Vivek Murthy. When we talk to people uh, who believe some of these myths about, uh, about the COVID-19 vaccine, about COVID itself, and ask them, where'd you get that information? Many of them point to their social media platforms. That was kind of boring. <laughs> After Stelter. But he's not the only one. 
Minnesota Senator slash salad comb enthusiast Amy Klobuchar <laughs> thinks social media companies should actually be held liable. I think we also should look at uh, changing the liability standards when it comes to vaccine misinformation. When we have a public health crisis and people are dying every day, enough is enough. To think I wasn't going to vote for her. And Dr. Fauci, after realizing old diseases still care scare people, recently said smallpox and polio would still be around if this kind of vaccine misinformation existed back in the day. I hope he's not funding labs that research those. Just imagine how fast they'd spread on a plane full of Texas Democrats. <laughs> so it seems hyperbole is contagious with the Biden administration. In this upside down clown world, freedom is only for times when everything is perfect. And as they aim to go after your Aunt Lisa's Facebook posts, Joe's own administration has been the biggest pushers of BS ever. It's clear that this vaccine, even if approved, will not be widely available for many months yet to come. I trust vaccines. I trust scientists, but I don't trust Donald Trump. And at this moment, the American people can't either. If the president announced tomorrow we have a vaccine, would you take it? Only if it was completely transparent that other experts in the country could look at it. Only if we knew all of what went into it. Because so far, let's just say there's a vaccine that is approved and even distributed before the election. Would you get it? Well, I think that's going to be an issue for all of us. Um, I will say that I would not trust Donald Trump. Uh, she's adorable. <laughs> so what does Joe have to say now? Look, you can't judge what I said before the election. I, I was in my basement for like a year. Come on, man. And I, I got nothing against vaccines. I just want them to be transparent. You know, I like transparency. I like things you can see right through, you know, like aviator shades or Kamala's desire to take my job. The fight to get more Americans vaccinated is also a battle against misinformation. The president now walking back comments after pointing the finger at Facebook Friday. The Dow suffering its worst drop since last October on fears of a resurgence. And tonight, the stunning reversal from the White House as President Biden walks back his statement that Facebook is, quote, killing people. Today, he said he meant to blame a small number of bad actors on the social media platform, but he is calling on Facebook to do more to stop misinformation. I continue to think that our voting machines are too vulnerable. Her researchers have repeatedly de demonstrated that ballot recording machines and other voting systems are susceptible to tempering. Even hackers with limited prior knowledge, tools, and resources are able to breach voting machines in a matter of minutes. In 2018, electronic voting machines in Georgia and Texas deleted votes for certain candidates or switch votes from one candidate to another. The biggest seller of voting machines is doing something that violates cybersecurity 101, directing that you install remote access software, which would make a machine like that, you know, a magnet for fraudsters and hackers. These voting machines can be hacked quite easily. You could easily hack into them. It makes it seem like all these states are doing different things, but in fact, three companies are controlling this. It is the individual voting machines that some pose that pose some of the greatest risk. There are a lot of states that are dealing with antiquated machines, right, which are vulnerable to being hacked. Workers were able to easily hack into an electronic voting machine. It was possible to switch votes. Forty-three percent of American voters use voting machines that researchers have found have serious security flaws 
including back doors. We know how vulnerable now our systems were. We know, I know the hackathon that took place last year where virtually every machine was broken into fairly quickly. I actually held a demonstration for my colleagues here at the Capitol um, where we brought in um, folks who, before our eyes, hacked election machines. Um, those that are not, those that are being used in many states. Aging systems also frequently rely on unsupported software like Windows XP in 2000, which may not receive regular security patches and are thus more vulnerable to the latest methods of cyber attack. In a close presidential election, they just need to hack one swing state, or maybe one or two, or maybe just a few counties in one swing state. I'm very concerned that you could have a hack that finally went through. Certainly is no argument when it comes to the outcome of the election. That was clear, and it has been to everyone except one former president for a long time. And yet the Republicans, when in control of state legislatures, are by design trying to make it more difficult for some people to vote. Why? The answer is very simple. The demographics of America are not on the side of the Republican Party. The new voters in this country are moving away from them away from Donald Trump, away from their party creed that they preach. And instead, they're moving to be independents or to even vote on the other side. She jumps up before you do. Effectively, your administration is naming and shaming China, but no sanctions. Why? And is that effective enough? They're still determining exactly what happened. The investigation is not finished. Thank you all very much. What is your understanding of the biggest difference between what they've done versus what Russia's done in terms of cyber attack? That take a longer explanation. We have all the time No, we don't. I have to go see the King of Jordan. To the best of my knowledge, and I'm getting a report tomorrow morning on this, a detailed report. My understanding is that the Chinese government, not unlike the Russian government, is not doing this themselves, but are protecting those who are doing it, and maybe even accommodating them being able to do it. That may be the difference. Thank you. We also know that as our economy has come roaring back, we've seen some price increases. Some folks have raised worries that this could be a sign of persistent inflation. But that's not our view. Our experts believe, and the data shows, that most of the price increases we've seen are, were expected and are expected to be temporary. I think you yourself, um, you know, while you're a nice guy, you know, you're full of sanctimony. Um, you know, you become part of one of the parts of the problem of the media. You know, you come on here and you and you have a, um, um, uh, you know, a monopoly on truth. You know, you know exactly how things are supposed to be done. Um, you know, you are why one of the reasons people can't stand the media. And welcome back to Flower Politic Podcast. It's the 21st of July, year of our Lord, 2021. It's early. You'll probably see a CPAP ring, but I got stuff to do today. Got some appointments. Got a phone call. Hopefully got the email yesterday. So hopefully by the end of this week, I'll be employed again, which would be really nice. Um, 
I could use getting back to work. But what an intro. Um, there's just so much going on and so much flip-flopping and so much fascism. Uh, there's just everything in there. Uh, you had misinformation about elections from Democrats. You had the the gist of their program for border was back to that demographics have changed and the Republicans are white and blah from white people. I love that. But the best soundback we'll play all day is the end there where Tater Boy literally gets nuked by wolf and i thought it was very funny so before we get into today's festivities because it's going to be a good show a lot of good topics we have the covid we have the texas covid we have more fascism violence media and awoke um i decided to alter the show and go like this Um, i i play with these pictures so much that, you know, I thought, I, I played a soundbite last podcast of uh, trans brainwashing of kids. And I went, well, why the fuck don't I just do that? So we're going to do this during our meaty portion. And then we'll go back to this when it's just me talking. So uh, let's do some stuff up front. I, I had to cover this. Asian carp renamed became, because, you know, that's an ethnic slur. Uh, but something the name is just mean, like calling the virus COVID. So the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service has decided to rename the fish to simply invasive carp. Why am I covering this? Woke is just what it is. There, there's so much woke, you can't stop the woke. But these motherfuckers destroyed my lakes. Because the Great Lakes are really important. They put electric fences and stopped them. But even with McConnell in this area, they let that fucking fish destroy the bass population. So much so that catching a fish is a big deal now. And understand, less than 15 years ago, you went there. That was one of the premier, Kentucky Lake and Barkley were one of the premier bass fishing areas. Now it's tough. you got to work to catch a fish. So just wanted to cover that. This one's one of my favorite. Because... I'm old enough to remember this. It's happening. I just hope nobody that's the wrong person finds out about this. For me, I can ignore the rules and I'll I don't mind breaking the rules and I can defend any position. Yeah, I was going to use the vans too. So we might, we could probably use that. Can we use the vans? Yeah. Yeah, we're, I'm thinking of like, we're going to use that to give some of those immigrants rides to like the airport, to the bus station. Why not? You know? Yeah. I'm done being nice. I'm done. Being professional. Because you know? <laughs> nothing is professional. None of this is like shit that there's a rule. Yeah, like, like you know? don't ever repeat this on Spotify. But like, mm-hmm. if we just say we're buying food for our summer event, like the Halloween events, because there's block walks coming up for Halloween. Have you been able to go and like um, help out anymore with the other people? Mm-hmm. I did yesterday. Um, t- tonight we get more. So it's. I don't know how that's going to go. Tonight you get more... There's more people coming. More people coming? Oh, wow. Yeah. There's four hundred, three, two hundred more. And just so like, Jody knows that, like... We, well, she doesn't know that you, we use the, the the prepaid card, but it's okay. It's gonna, <laughs> she doesn't need to know. Yeah, she doesn't need to. If you 
caught in like some sort of like you know violation that's like a fifty thousand dollar fine yeah and then you got caught with it for fifty thousand dollars you know it Mm -hmm. happens more than once it's a lot of money you know i'll I'll tell her and stuff the thing is that yeah as long as we're not advertising it Cat, cat questions, but they said it was fine. I mean, yeah. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I told you yeah. about it. Yeah. I have the messages to prove it. So, yeah. so you told like Jody or? Yeah. I know that we're using the some of the campaign resources to help with the migrants and like I just didn't want anyone to get in trouble with that like I didn't want them to ask me any questions about people using resources I'm going to show you this don't worry this don't worry this is very great distance between like me organizing rides and the campaign I turned the volume up a little bit I got to talk a little softer because it is like 520 in the morning and people are sleeping but I remember the Beto campaign. Um, I remember them saying, oh, no, that's not happening. Oh, that's not happening. I, I got articles. White Democrats are staying silent on the caravan. Well, they're staying silent because, yeah, you, you, they're part of it. And that was a Project Veritas hit. Um New York Times, did Democrats with George Soros fund migrant caravan? Yeah, they did. They bragged about it. But Buck Sexton sums it up, because this is a small section we'll do today. But, you know, they're, they're breaking through the border right now, and everybody knows it's just for demographics, because they're spiriting them away to swing states. Mostly women and children, mostly valid asylum seekers, no known criminals, won't make it to the border, no external organizer, troop deployment are helpful, no threat to U.S. personnel. These caravans. That's another Buck Sexton. Do we remember this? I remember all this. I remember literally being told... Oh, Donald Trump's a liar. He's not an extremist. Somebody says, I feel like we're in a Hunger Game district. Not one of the good ones either. Build back better my ass. This sucks. That age faster than milk in a hot summer. And it's so true because everything they're doing. I don't like this guy, but Afghanistan's a fucking clusterfuck. It's just all a fucking clusterfuck. Constantly. Zaki pulling out the first pitch. Really? People cheering. And that soundbite, I played it. We don't think he needs an engraved invitation. It's a way you can go about it. I don't think it's the right way. We need everyone to back saying nothing's off the table. Have you thought about calling former president or have Biden make a statement giving the White House credit vaccine? Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> it's a nice way of saying your administration just taking credit for what Trump did. Also hard to tr- admit after months of that campaigning on we don't trust the Trump vaccine. Oh, we got more of that. 
It's nonstop. I played it in the intro, but there's there's hundreds out there. They were saying that they ain't putting that in there. Trump could certainly say no and release a stupid desk memo, but the White House could say, hey, we tried. Pazaki seems to say they aren't interested in trying. I mean, okay. Okay. Then the current president could be stuck missing his own vaccination goals while he's getting people killed. People are dying because this guy, if the Biden administration is unwilling to try everything possible to get people vaccinated, does that mean that they're killing people? Just trying to figure out the new killing people rules. Why would the administration partner former president? I'm not reading any more of this. The fact of the matter is, the fact of the matter is, they don't want Trump to get any credit. They want all the credit. And I heard an interesting twist on this the other day that Fauci's going to be the next get shit canned because, hey, they missed their goals. U.S. pollsters mark worst campaign performance of 20 years. It's worse than they think it is because they purposely inflated it there's articles out there they purposely inflated the polls in the hopes that it would influence the election and i gotta i gotta play this in full because brian seltzer sums up our media i think you yourself um you know why you're a nice guy you know you're full of sanctimony um you know you become part of one of the parts of the problem of the media you know you come on here and you and you have a um um uh, you know a monopoly on truth you know you know exactly how things are supposed to be done um you know you are why one of the reasons people can't stand the media sorry (laughs) You're cracking me up. It's your fault. I, it's, uh, it's how, so. What should I do differently, Michael? You know, don't talk so much. Listen more. You know, people have genuine problems with 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 the media. The media doesn't get the story right. The media exists in its mm. own bubble. Um, That's true. You know, I agree. You. Yeah. you yeah. Uh, um, you know, you got to stop. I mean, that last segment that 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 I just had to listen to of all of the people saying the same old stuff. Also, you're incredibly repetitive. It's week after week. I mean, you're the flip side of of of, of Donald Trump, um, you know, fake news. And you say virtuous news. You know, there there no, we just figure out what is here. real. I mean, yeah, we I'm listening. Well, well, figuring out, yeah, figuring out what is real is not so is not so uh, is not so easy, and and right. you know most people don't want to talk, turn to Brian Stelter to tell us what's real. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, then why'd you bother coming on CNN a few times this week? <laughs> you know, I, I'm a I'm I'm a book salesman. <laughs> Michael, I love talking to you. I'm grateful you came on. Uh, and I guess let's do it again in four years. Thanks so much. I think the best phrase of that is the simple fact that you are the arbiter of truth. You think you're the arbiter of truth, and, and you're not. 
Dana Loesch, disbelief in election results, distrust of vaccine, it's all connected. Daniel Day, I watch a few YouTube videos on the Arizona election audit, and now the algorithm is suddenly feeding me anti-vaccine context next to my usual Breaking Bad clips. Tim Young, wait, are you talking about CNN's five years of debunking Russian collusion? Have you not watched your own network past election coverage? Did you not promote the theory that 2016 was an illegitimate election? I don't know. Did you? I mean, every once in a while, you get this on CNN. Democrats are looking at what happened in 2020, where Joe Biden's margin over Donald Trump on with Latinos was 7%. That's compared to 27% for Hillary Clinton just four years earlier. So is this a golden opportunity for Democrats to get the policy right and the politics right on the issue. It could be, but we were just talking about how progressives are really happy about all of the things in the infrastructure bill. They are really being led in many ways by the progressive wing of their party. And the progressive wing of of the Democratic Party does not want to go hard uh, against Cuba, against um, some of the things that uh, the Castro regime may have been a part of, in part because there are some Democrats, there are some progressives who, who uh, agree with some of those things. They agree with universal health care. They agree with some of the programs that were in place in a more socialist kind of uh, society. So spot on. I mean, and that's rare. That's just so rare that somebody says that on CNN. I mean, it's factual. One million times this, as people, pundit notes, these poll averages would be worse off if you remove the polls that lefties have mocked last year as being too pro-Trump. So these are some quick hits. Guys, the corporate media are at best Democrat Party propagandists. That's the best case scenario. They're typically far worse than even that. Accept the reality, stop being surprised, and treat them accordingly. There's an article once every quarter about Nancy Pelosi. There's an article once every quarter of some liberal getting insider trading or insider contracts. These are just things we do. New, President Biden will seek to use his econ remarks today to direct counter the idea that inflation numbers could undercut his sweeping econ agenda moving on the Hill. And I played it. Biden will move to flip the inflation argument on its head. No, you won't. Temporary. Somebody said Biden's apparently doesn't think Treasury Secretary Yellen's a serious economic because she's saying it's bad. But they can do this. You can outright lie. You can say all sorts of falsehoods and no nobody cares. There's no inflation. Inflation will go away soon. You save 16 cents on hot dogs. Inflation's a good thing. It, it, it's what you get. Everything costs more. We all know it. Take a moment to laugh at Essie Cup's book from 2010. Lots of people made a lot of money rousing the rabble, then just walked away like they had nothing to do with any of it. I think, and I put it in there because it's so... Good. I mean, if you really look at all the people from Bill Crystal to everything, my God in heaven, you people are just gar. Look at that. She wrote articles about that. 
but now they say they're they're the worst things ever. That that's what they say. Then we get into the, one of the sound bites I played. That you know, let, let's be honest, it, it it's horrible. We'll be reviewing that, and certainly they should be held accountable. White House Comms Director Kay Beds on MSNBC, when asked whether Biden's open to amending Section 230 to lawsuits or causing harm for spread of false info for, like, Facebook. The White House scrubbed the text of Donald Trump's social media executive order from the White House government website and discovered the 404 today when the cleaning up broken links. Biden said before taking office that Section 230 immediately should be revoked, and I think Mark Warner's legislation is still out there to change it. Section 230 has been amended before FOSTA-SESTA. A quick reminder to everyone that while Biden can sign legislation, only Congress can change 230. Once again. Let me see if I can get this. There it is. And now it's too big, but that's okay. I'll fix it. They're going to change it. To benefit them. This happened. Now, I want you to look at these tweets. This is their policies, 12 hours, blah, 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 blah. Major change, suspended. That's our tweet. The controversial COVID-19 vaccine should not be forced on our military for virus that is not dangerous or non-obese people. With 6,000 vaccinated deaths and many concerning side effects reported, the vaccine should be choice, not a mandate for everyone. Why would you be banned for that? That's factual, and now they're going to force it. This is why no entity should force non-FDA-approved vaccines on masks. Instead, help people contract their health by defeating obesity, which will protect them from COVID, complicated to death, and many other health problems. We should invest in health, not human experimentation. Maybe that last statement is inappropriate. But why would you get banned for that? The left said Trump was Putin's butt boy. That's what they said. Understand why all this is going on. Sawwell had a meeting with Qatari charity tied to terrorist groups. That was that photo with the camo. Gee, I wonder what's going on in the FBI between January and November 2016. Nothing to see here. Move along, folks. New OIG report about DOJ finding a misconduct by then-senior FBI officials are having numerous unauthorized contacts with the media and for accepting unauthorized gifts from members of the media. In June 2018, the OIG reported the initial amount of contact, bribes, and collusion between the FBI and the media. Page uh, 12 of the IG report, the DOJ Inspector General highlights numerous FBI officials who accepted bribes from multiple media outlets, tickets to sporting events, golf outings, drinks and meals, as well as exclusive invitations. We concluded these leaked highlights the need to change what appears to be a cultural attitude among many in the organization. One day after the Department of Justice announced felony charges against FBI agent Terry J. Arbery for leaking confidential information to the media, fired FBI Director Andrew McKay belongs to a legal defense fund. Affirmation of 2017 coordinated activity with FBI comes in new text released from internal conversation FBI small group, Zork, Page, Corton, Booth. Then we find out this week, literally, of the 13 people arrested for the plot to get Whitmer, 12 of them were informants. Let that sink in. 12 were informants. 
so they wouldn't have been a plot without them. Then this nugget before we go into COVID. Residents of Virginia have donated almost five times as much to the campaign of Liz Cheney as residents of Wyoming, according to documents filed with the Federal Election Commission. What does that say about her? I get. I bet if you get into every never-Trumper, sorry, I got my puppy down here, you will find the same thing. So let's get into the follow-up to our we're going to censor everybody for COVID and our latest COVID. It'll be a long bump. It's very embarrassing. In Texas, three lawmakers who... Traveled to the nation's capital have now tested positive for the virus despite being fully vaccinated. Over the weekend, five Texas Democrats who traveled to D.C. to stall their state's controversial voting rights legislation tested positive for COVID, even though they'd all been vaccinated. CBS News has learned that three of those Texas Democrats who fled their state in order to stop that controversial voting legislation from getting passed and came here to D.C. have tested positive for COVID. Their caucus said they were all vaccinated before they traveled. I spoke with U.S. Surgeon General Dr. Vivek Murthy earlier and began by asking him his reaction to the Academy of Pediatrics recommendation universal mask wearing in schools this fall for both the vaccinated and unvaccinated. Well, Lester, what we've learned uh, during this pandemic is that masks are an effective strategy. We have seen Los Angeles County and other communities now begin to re-embrace the idea of mask mandates indoors for vaccinated and unvaccinated people. Is this going in a direction that you think the CDC is going to have to also embrace that strategy? Well, Lester, I think what L.A. County is doing is something you're going to start seeing in other parts of the country if cases rise. Does this make a statement about the efficacy of the vaccines or is this simply a way of saying we don't know who's vaccinated and who's not? So let's put masks on everyone indoors. Release information on posts that it considers misinformation on vaccines that, that it's asked uh, Facebook to block. First of all, we've not asked Facebook to block uh, any individual posts. Uh, The way this works is that there are trending, there are trends that are out there on social media platforms. Uh, You're aware of them. we're aware of them. Anyone in the public can be aware of them. There's also um, uh, data that we um, we look at that many media platforms, like many of you, also look at data in terms of trends, and you report on it, which is not to be expected, given the number of people who get their information from social media. It's up to social media platforms to determine uh, what their application is of their own uh, rules and regulations. Uh, and so we just certainly raise uh, where we have concerns about information that's inaccurate that is traveling out there uh, in whatever platform. More than 10% of the traveling party with these Texas Democrats now claim to have a breakthrough case. Is there any concern that this trip that was intended to advocate for voting rights is now a super spreader event in Washington? Well, I would say that's not a characterization we're making from here. We certainly understand there will be breakthrough cases. Even vaccines that are incredibly effective are not foolproof. They're not 100% effective. We've seen that. Here's the good news, though. We know that these vaccines, that these individuals, I think, if I'm correct, have have been vaccinated. Uh, It means that protects from death. It protects from serious illness. It protects, for the most part, from hospitalization. Uh, So that is a good sign. Now that COVID-19, after contact with those Democrats, has reached the White House, what is your message to these Texas Democrats? 
Our message continues to be uh, thanks for standing up for voting rights and the rights of Americans to have their voices heard uh, at the voting booth, uh, and we appreciate their efforts in that regard. Certain places are bringing mask mandates back now, including for vaccinated people. What does President Biden think about that? Well, Peter, we know that some uh, employers, hospitals, health systems, colleges and universities, which we've seen put in place mask mandates, some large and small employers have chosen to take this step. Uh, that's entirely appropriate. Uh, that's their decision to make. Six months ago, the president asked Americans to wear masks for 100 days. As the Delta variant spreads, is there a possibility that he's going to make a similar ask down the line? Well, nothing has changed with the guidance that we are providing to the American public. Uh, more news around coronavirus this morning. Five Texas Democrats have now tested positive for COVID since coming to Washington last week. All are members of the State House delegation that fled to D.C. in an attempt to block Texas Republicans from passing restrictive voting laws. All five are said to have been fully vaccinated. The Texas House Democratic Caucus says the five are feeling good or with only mild or no symptoms. And Jonathan Lemire, this is my next point. Obviously, we're going to be talking to experts uh, throughout the week about this. But the Delta variant and uh, the vaccinated are being Im are being impacted by this new variant and those who are unvaccinated who are allowing this vac this co uh, virus to really fester through the country people who have been responsible and gotten their vaccines are now being stricken that's right mika and what we see first in this texas case uh, we have seen a number of Republicans seizing on this and suggesting you're blaming them. There's a picture that went around last week when they first arrived in Washington. They're on the flight from Texas. They weren't wearing masks. Um, and this may hinder their ability, these legislators, to have meetings while they're in D.C. Uh, we have a few positive cases now. We know that they met with Vice President Harris. That people who have the natural immunity aren't even better protected than those with the vaccine. You still have the natural immunity to the first COVID. This is the Delta. This is the fourth version. This is the Delta version. So that's the worry is all the people who have not gotten vaccinated. And there are some people who have a reason they can't get vaccinated. I've got a friend who, when she gets the flu shot, is paralyzed for yeah. a week or two. Friend that like kind that of person too. does not get it. People who are pregnant are reluctant to get it before the baby comes. And so there are people. But everybody else, if you have the chance, get the shot. But if So now we have Texas people roaming. And we'll get to it in a second. But they have COVID kind of flip-flopping msnbc politicizing it fox news right there i you know i watched the five and i watched um tucker they've all said get the shot but with the caveat people should be forced to get for forced to get the shot very liberal concept but this is just all politics and then we find out monkeypox is here. Well, how the fuck do we get monkeypox, boys and girls? Take a guess. The thing the media want to talk about is that conservatives are cocksuckers because they're not getting it, which is true in some cases, but the biggest demographic that's not getting it is actually African Americans because you scared the shit out of them. And they want to make it political while you're letting close to a million motherfuckers through the southern border during COVID. We're on record to get 2.2 million people that we know of. 
because you want to change demographics. They want to push this shit. Vaccines for kids under 12. When there's no chance that they're going to die. But it's all political. Here is that millions of Americans are still vulnerable to COVID-19. And more damaging variants already taken hold. The number of deaths occurring each day is still the equivalent of a jetliner crashing every 24 hours. Ah! Somebody tweeted them. 850 people fit on a jetliner. 3,700 people die in a car accident every day. 2,400 people die of heart disease. 1,700 people die of cancer. There are 330 Americans. 330 million. And some of this could be mitigated if you didn't get this next story. George Soros and Bill Gates back consortium to buy UK maker COVID tests for $41 million. You have those people involved. And unlike you, a lot of us literally don't trust people. And then you got Biden trying to pull back the misinformation's killing people. But it's already out there. You're not killing people after I said you're killing people. Why are you taking it so personally? Sorry, the Uncle Joe shtick to feel bad for Joe Biden being an idiot ain't working for me. Last week, Jim Psaki definitely argued multiple times that the Wuhan coronavirus didn't have a negative impact on reproductive health. The truth is we don't know, which is why Modura and themselves are doing something. Listen, I got the vaccine. So I'm not an anti-vaxxer. But the whole way they've done this makes me really question why I got it. I got sick as fuck off that. People are dying from it. Simultaneously, you see in videos that we want to make people stop eating. So of course microchips are going to be what people think. Why wouldn't they? Glenn Greenwald sums it up probably the best. Uh, Which one is this? If you trust the Biden White House to decree what is misinformation, these claims have been deemed as such. COVID is transmitted human to human, January 2020. You should wear a mask to protect against COVID, March 2020. It's possible COVID leaked for Wuhan lamb all in 2020. If last March you encouraged people to wear a mask against COVID, the White House Fauci Cabal said that was disinformation. Throughout to 2020, you said, seems possible COVID came from a lab leak. You were banned from social media. Who trusts them as the Ministry of Truth? The people who lied repeatedly before the election saying the authentic Biden documents were Russian disinformation and censored reporting based on the lie now want to anoint themselves the minister, Ministry of Truth, <clears throat> empowered to censor disinformation. Please read the smart Michael L.D. article on vaccine skeptics. If you know people you think they primitive imbeciles, then demand they obey your dictates. It's natural they will resist. Not completely liberals always think their adversaries are stupid and evil and want to kill people, as we learned last time. Every time I was on Fox talking about COVID, I always said I would get the vaccine. Then when I got it, I said that too. But I'm glad it's my 
was my choice, that I was able to inform myself and weigh risk and benefits by reading different sources, demanding obedience backfires. There's good reason people distrust government, which lies constantly, and health experts who also lie constantly, along with getting much wrong and worse politicizing COVID advice, stay home, go to BLM protests. People lost faith in institutions and authority. Ask them why. Remember, that was a thing. There's no COVID at BLM riots. Coupled with, we're going to let everybody in the border because COVID doesn't matter. But whatever else is true, having Jim Psaki boast about how the White House is dictating to social media companies who they should ban and what contact they should remove as they exercise vast power over them and call them murderers should deeply disturb any rational person. Welcome to day three of ACU's utter silence about the fact the White House is openly boasting about censoring people. CNN, senior Biden officials in finding the COVID lab theory which social media companies spent 2020 banning anyone from mentioning is now as credible as natural origin explanation. How come people don't trust the media? Why is it insane to trust authorities to censor? People who vilified by the corporate press as deranged conspiracy theorists and banned from social media for raising a theory, the Biden men now says is a theory. Given human fallibility seems like the best thing to do is always allow people to debate, question, and dissent from official pronouncements rather than empowering those authorities to decree what is true and false forcibly. Cut and dry. Where are they at? It's Arkansas. It's always the South. Always the South. Here's Don Winslow. He's a big-time lefty. Donald Trump's vaccine is just another lie. Summer 2020 at best, and then it's two doses to 35 million, 700 million doses. 25% of the country won't take vaccine. Trump is lying again. We're just going to go down this list. I've been saying this shit for months. No surprise here. If you take Donald Trump's rush vaccine, you're an idiot. Trump's November vaccine is a lie. Spread the word. We're a year away. What happens if a particular batch of vaccine is not properly stored at super low temperature and then is injected in your body? We die. What you saw Donald Trump say on television day was marketing presentation. Trump is a thing you stupidly order on TV and what you find out doesn't work upon receipt. They're selling the vaccine hard. There are many unknown, many details they're leaving out. Finally, the truth. This is what I've been tweeting for six months. The November vaccine is bullshit. 2020 is bullshit. It's going to be a financial apocalypse. 400,000 dead by the end of the year. Trump did all this. And 30% of the country does not give a fuck. We did get it by November, but they didn't release it because they didn't want him to get elected. Donald Trump is selling vaccine like a used car. He'll say anything. It's not coming November 1st. Truth, spring 2020, the earliest. Two doses, 700 million. Remember how well national testing went? 100 million have received at least one dose of the vaccine, and it's April 3rd. Grown-ups are in charge. It was always political. They didn't want to say that because Trump said it. On Fox News, it's uh, why do you have low rates to conservatives? We don't even know what liberals have. I played everything in that intro is what Mike Lindell said, and he's banned from social media about elections. This is the Chinese. Half a million Chinese need citizens have signed a joint letter to WHO demanding an investigation in the U.S. 
Fort Derrick Lab. Media was working with them more than they were working with us. Eric Fiegelding, dear friends in England, Lord have mercy on your family. Delta variant surging and your dear leader Boris Johnson and Va have done the pandemic unthinkable. God save the queen and her people. May history remember those who save lives. Da, 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 da. A reminder from the history books. Later, what offer to think of Boris Johnson. Eric, just go away. Oh, wait, you already did to Austria so your kid could go to school. The man has many over-the-top tweets, but this may set the new record. It's always been political. I wonder how many people Eric Solwell literally killed with this tweet. Stop wearing masks. How about this one? Wouldn't trust a truck vaccine, neither should anyone else. It's a cudgel. And before I play the cudgel, I want you to remember the entire time we had COVID, it was Trump's fault. When he got it and came back and showed the American people, in my opinion, that you could live from it. This is how CNN covered it. Takes it off. An incorrect message. And you see him here, um, he takes it off, and he's getting ready for his pictures. The flags flank him. Right, Caitlin, this is what he did. This is the moment. This is what he produced it for. He wants the image to be, I'm strong. This virus is nothing. His tweet today, feeling better than I did 20 years ago. Don't be afraid of COVID. Don't let it dominate your life. There he is. This is the image he wants. Yeah, and let us remind viewers now that the president is on steroids and a drug that fewer than 10 people outside of clinical trials have gotten inside the United States to deal with coronavirus. He had a level of treatment and a level of care that most Americans would not get. That's understandable. He is the president of the United States. Obviously, everyone expects that. But what the president is portraying by taking his mask off when he gets back to the Truman balcony to give this this grand return to the White House is that everything is fine. And as he said, don't let coronavirus control your life. But that is very much still a president who has coronavirus. Despite the lights and the flags and the staged entrance that the president wants to create, he still has coronavirus. And he- the Texas Democrats who blocked a voter suppression bill and fled to D.C. are showing how to fight for voting rights. More than 50 elected Democrats left Texas last night to block the passage of new voter suppression laws. More than 50 Texas Democrats flee the state, all fighting for voting rights. These Democratic lawmakers are trying to stop a controversial voting law using the only tool they have left in a last-ditch effort to block a voting restrictions bill. They are running away to block a Republican effort there to limit the ways people can vote. Texas Republicans are trying to push through new restrictions. Restrictive voting rights bills. One of the most restrictive voting bills in the country. Why is this bill even necessary? Texas State Democrats are trying to fight back. It's showing Democrats here in the Capitol how to fight. Democrats are bracing for their next battle against voter suppression efforts. You know, when you talk about what you're sacrificing, you are sacrificing a lot. Why was it so important to you to make this sacrifice? What are Democrats prepared to do to protect our elections? And that's how they cover the Texas Dems, who are super spreading. We now have a Pelosi staffer. We have a White House staffer. No quarantines, no nothing. 
Because now they're they're polling it. What do we do? Well, we've said that they're all pieces of shit for not wearing masks, but now we didn't wear the mask. And now we got a super spreader, but we're not going to call it a super spreader. But that's how they covered Trump. Not how they covered the Texas Democrats. So for our media jerk-off of the week, here's how they use it as a cudgel. And we'll start with Falky, who now all of a sudden is saying that we wouldn't have smallpox because of conservatives. Really? I am Republican. The media jerk-off of the week. Well, now you're getting into something. If the point that you are making is that the, the, the grant that was funded as a sub-award from EcoHealth to Wuhan created SARS-CoV-2, that's where you are getting. Let me finish. We don't know. Well, we don't wait know a minute. It did I come can, from the lab, but you, all the evidence is pointing that it came from the lab. You, and there will be responsibility for those okay. who funded the right. lab, including yourself. I totally this resent. This committee will allow the witness to respond. I totally resent the lie that you are now propagating, Senator, because if you look at the viruses that were used in the experiments that were given in the annual reports that were published in the literature, it is molecularly impossible. No one's saying those it, viruses it is, caused it. It no is molecularly. Those viruses caused the pandemic. What we're alleging is that gain of function research was going on in that lab and NIH funded it. That you is can't not. Get away from it. It meets your definition and you are obfuscating the truth. I'm not obfuscating the truth. You are the one. Time is expired, but I will allow the witness to. Let finish. me just finish. I want everyone to understand that if you look at those viruses, and that's judged by qualified virologists and evolutionary biologists. Those viruses are molecularly impossible no one's to result they are. No in SARS-CoV-2. Cause the pandemic. We're saying they are gain-of-function viruses because yeah, they were animal not. viruses that became more transmissible in human, and you funded it. And you, you admit the truth. And you implying, Senator Paul, your time has expired. You have had a chance, as I have, to read the emails that were released from Dr. Fauci. He was told as early as January 31st, the day that. President Trump put in his hysterical, xenophobic, and racist travel ban that was brilliant 10 days after the first identified case here. Uh, but in that email, he was told it looked like a specific genome had been manipulated in a lab. What did the emails tell you? Then there was the back and forth. They seemed very nervous to me, read like a very nervous Dr. Fauci, worried about uh, possible monies from the NIH funding this. He actually talked, this is discussing this. Realize that these emails are frantic, going back and forth. At two o'clock in the morning, he's still saying, sending emails out. The first email he sends to his assistant 
is one of these research papers with Dr. Xi from the Wuhan Institute that is gain of function. His assistant responds, oh my goodness, this is gain of function research. It's like, oh no, they've discovered that this is going on and we might have funded the origin of this virus. So immediately they're circling the wagons. They're having urgent meetings. Meet with me immediately, he says to his assistant. Read this paper, which is a gain of function paper. He was alarmed. But then to his boss, he's putting on a different front and he's saying, everything's okay. It looks like there's no chance it came from the lab. Meanwhile, a virologist is sending him an email saying, four of us agree this looks like a virus that was manipulated in a lab. So yes, from the very beginning, I think he was covering up because he realized that there would be a great deal of culpability of blame attached to him if a lab that he was funding through the NIH turned out to be the source of a pandemic that cost four million people to die. That could be the worst governmental decision in the history of the world. Listen to this. Despite an enormous head start in vaccination efforts in the United States, Canada has now surpassed the U.S. in the percentage of fully vaccinated people, a sign of just how much vaccinations have tapered off in this country. Yeah, CNN's Paula Newton is live in Ottawa now. And um, for Canada, Paula, this is a major milestone. It is an incredible milestone. Good morning, Boris and Amro, to you. I mean, the issue here is the fact that if you went split screen, right, uh, to May, Canada was still, many parts of Canada were still in lockdown. And, and to that point, you said that disinformation coming from so-called bad actors is also to blame, blame for this. And I want our viewers to have an idea of disinformation being spread on the right. Take a listen. There's nothing more anti-democratic, anti-freedom than pushing an experimental drug on Americans against their will. The idea that you would force people to take medicine they don't want or need, is there a precedent for that in our, in our lifetime? I feel like a vaccination in, in a weird way is just generally kind of going against nature. I wonder if that person has ever flown in an airplane or a car or taken an Advil, but uh, besides that, uh, President Biden did accuse social media platforms uh, of killing people. Do you think conservative media like Fox News are doing the same? Are they killing people, too, with rhetoric like you just heard? It is very often they come back with things that are really just not true. So that's one of the things that the Surgeon General, Dr. Vivek Murthy, the other day made an appearance at the White House press conference and really stressed the importance of countering misinformation with correct information. And that's really what we're trying to do, Jim, to get out there with trusted messengers to get people to understand the facts about vaccine. The numbers that you mentioned, Jim, are striking. You can't run away from those. 99.5% of the deaths that occur from COVID-19 are among unvaccinated individuals. That's a striking statistic. That and yet people really don't believe that. Wake though. up, everybody. But Dr. Fauci, people, there well, are people the out there who don't believe it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, that's when you get into the misinformation, Jim. People don't believe something that is absolute statistical facts that are collected not only by the CDC, but by every organization that looks at this. And it's not just social media, though. Uh, the most watched television show on Fox News right now is uh, outright uh, hostile to the vaccine. And this environment, do you think we could have eradicated polio or defeated the measles 
if you had uh, Fox News night after night uh, warning people about uh, these uh, vaccine uh, issues that are just, uh, you know, bunk? Well, that is a very good point, Jim. If you look at the extraordinary historic success in eradicating smallpox and eliminating polio from most of the world, and we're on the brink of eradicating polio, if we had had the pushback for vaccines the way we're seeing on certain media, uh, I don't think it would have been possible at all to not only eradicate. An emergency room physician says he blames Fox News and other right-wing media outlets for what he calls deceptive propaganda, negatively impacting some patients' decisions about getting the COVID-19 vaccine. In an op-ed, Dr. Rob Davidson writes this, I don't blame my patients for their refusal. I do blame Fox News and the other right-wing media outlets for poisoning the minds of millions of Americans. We must do what science and evidence tells us demonstrably work to defeat COVID-19. Wear a mask get vaccinated, and stop watching Fox News. Uh, Dr. Rob Davidson is an ER doctor and the executive director of the Committee to Protect Healthcare. He's a patient advocacy. It's a patient advocacy group made up of medical professionals nationwide. Um, it is great to see you again, doctor. I will tell you, I don't actually call it Fox News. I call it Fox because it isn't news, especially uh, as we have seen here during the pandemic, some of this stuff, dangerous stuff that is coming out of there. But explain to us why you said what you did. Uh, that you don't blame your patients, you blame Fox. Listen, I've seen uh, several COVID patients now every shift for the past week, and and every single one of them has been unvaccinated. When I see other patients, you know, I offer them the vaccine. I try to talk to them about the vaccine. And so many of them are just shutting down the conversation. I had one patient tell me they're afraid of the ingredients in the vaccine. And I asked, well, which ingredients? And they said, well, I don't really know what's in it. And you know, we're in a highly Republican area, about 40 percent vaccination from Facebook is, is decidedly different. Their view is that we mm-hmm. don't see this one issue in a vacuum. We we see that anything we do where we start telling people what they can and can't say begins to open up all sorts of questions about how we apply that in the future with different issues and globally on a global scale. And the, again, to go back to my initial point. With COVID, it was easier for them to actually say what you could and could not say. You cannot say that Bill Gates is trying to plant chips in people, and that's why we have vaccines. You cannot say that vaccines cause autism on the platform. But you are talking about a Mm -hmm. massive platform with a massive user base, and people continue to find ways to skirt those issues. It is entirely fair to say that Facebook could do more. They could be far more aggressive in terms of how they police that content And they could get rid of more content that even skirts the line of of misinformation or misleading content. What they are trying to do, and I think this reflects the philosophy of Mark Zuckerberg himself, and it frustrates a lot of people, particularly liberals, particularly folks on the left, is he is constantly thinking about the long game of protecting speech. And and as a private company, he can do what he wants. He He can shut down speech. He can keep speech open to a fault. But that is the philosophy governing what he is doing. And it is why we constantly, and like you said, Mika, will continue to run into these issues about where harmful content runs up against the line of acceptable speech. You know what? Uh, at this point, there can be more people dead than free to speak on that platform. And I think we can have free speech without Facebook. 
let people be able to sue them, treat them like a publisher, Section 230. When you're more awake, we'll talk about it. But I, I hear what you're saying, but that that actually is 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 not it's not good enough anymore. <laughs> I want to f protect free speech. No, we want people to be pr di uh, protected from disinformation to be pr protected from dying in this country, to be protected from people like Donald Trump. If you look at Falke's hand, it's shaking. Because what Rand Paul's saying is truth. This is not a conspiracy theory. They funded it. There's video of him saying that we've been allowed to be able to start gain-of-function gain of research. Something I shouldn't even know about, but they, they, they do it. And you look at that litany that we wouldn't have polio or smallpox, Fox News, Brian Seltzer, despite an enormous head start in vaccination for the United States, Canada has now surpassed. Urgh. Canada's better. Are they killing people? Dana Bash. The problem we have is that officials answer those questions. They shouldn't be asked, but they shouldn't be answered. And with Falke, since day one, they are. That's how you've made this political. It's always been political. Blake News, a dangerous turn of event as Trump flirts with anti-vaccine sentiment. Trump just released a statement dabbling in anti-vaccine rhetoric. It's best not to share or amplify this. Former President Trump issued a statement criticizing Biden, saying people are refusing to take the vaccine because they don't trust his administration. Why would they? We played it. Just in case you forgot, here's his administration. So let's just say there's a vaccine that is approved and even distributed before the election. Would you get it? Well... I think that's going to be an issue for all of us. If and when the vaccine comes, and it's not likely to go through all the tests that needs to be and the trials that are needed to be done. When we finally do, God willing, get a vaccine, who's going to take the shot? Who's going to take the shot? You can be the first one to say, put me, sign me up. They now say it's okay. And the question of whether it's real when it's there, that requires enormous transparency. You got to make all of it available to other experts across the nation. So they can look and see. So there's consensus. This is a safe vaccine. If the president announced tomorrow we have a vaccine, would you take it? Only if it was completely transparent that other experts in the country could look at it. Only if we knew all of what went into it. If Donald Trump can't give answers and administration can't give answers to these three questions, the American people should not have confidence. But if Donald Trump tells us I should that we should take it, I'm not taking it. Does the media forget that the Internet's forever? I'm just asking. I'm just asking for a friend. I, I, I don't understand. So you can get the vaccine, which is 90% immunity, and live to fight for your causes and keep the people who support your cause alive. Or you can refuse just to own the libs, who you're ensuring will be around longer in office to do the things you totally oppose. According to Kaiser, 61% unvaccinated are not Republican. And you're way too online if you think this about owning the libs. The message about reaching these people should be adjusted accordingly. 
In particular, black and Hispanic people have been persistently lower rates of vaccination compared to their white counterparts across the nation. It's right there. It's the facts. But when you can trash people, you got Dana Bash and everybody on CNN. You got Kamala. Let's suppress people. Bash Walmart shoppers. It's it's just all part of their thing. And then you get this crazy stuff. This stuff is just fucking crazy. How you treated Texas. How you treated Texas. It says everything. You let them be a super spreader. And you didn't care. Scant seconds are actually portraying what Texas did. Media's fawning coverage of Texas House Democrats skipping town shows staggering hypocrisy. That's from Mediate. So we didn't quarantine. Then Kamala went to Walter Reed this weekend on a Sunday. They said for a random checkup. You know she went and got a test. I could play all the audio of CNN and WAPO and the New York Times saying that the Surgeon General was lying. The president's doctor wasn't telling the truth about his health, that he was a fat ass and was going to die. I could play that if you want me to. Our media did none of that. There, there was none. This is just such a non-story. It's such a non-story. It it actually hurts me that how much this is. Nobody, nobody even cared. Nobody covered it. I, I I just once again, I'm sure it's a coincidence, but that's the same timing when Kamala Harris tweet about covid and the announcement almost at the same time that she's at walter reed then they got this shit because they need more they need something you know it didn't they had to take their fucking green zone down there are no mega trumper attackers everywhere like all the never trumpers and Liberals thought was going to happen. None of that's happening. So we're back now. It's a Delta variant. It's spreading fast. Prepare for masking and distance mandates and guidelines. Hope you are too. I assume that everyone whistling past the graveyard and laughing about Democratic members testing positives have already been fully vaccinated. No complaints about mandatory mask provisions again. Otherwise, it seems kind of like begging karma visit. They, they want this shit. They want all of you masked up back in your house so they can keep having emergencies to implement their shit. I don't even want to cover anymore. I, I can't even cover people. They're not serious. That's the problem with all this. They're not serious people. Uh, So now three, it's five of them, two staffers. 
You know how huge this would be? This would be so fucking huge. It would be insane if it was a conservative. But it's not. Let me try to get to the story I'm on. Democrats, lawmakers who fled Texas to block a restrictive voting bill are living a life of scrutiny, stress, and secrecy. State legislature finds themselves balancing and punish, pu- punishing schedule and other obligations all under a national spotlight. They're victims now. They pulled a stunt that if conservatives did, you would freak the fuck out. But they're victims. They're even getting mocked backstage. Desperate times call for desperate actions. Quorum trap. Light beer. That's just fucking hilarious. Good for them. Then you got that Gene Wu guy bashing this guy. And once again, this Gene Wu guy, I tweeted, you need to just go back, resign. Your 15 minutes are up. And let somebody serious take over your district because you look petty and childish. Your Twitter feeds is petty and childish. He tweets Fox News more than anything else. The left is so obsessed with Fox News. When they own every other avenue. They, they own every fucking media source. But twice a day and three times on Sunday, it's going to be Fox News, Fox News, Fox News, Fox News. Or Republicans. This guy has autism. You think the national media said he's an ableist? Oh, no. Oh, no. We're not covering that. Texas Dems say they will spend $1.5 million on D.C. John admitting going maskless was a mistake on the plane. And they get away with it. And then, and then you get into this shit that is just unbelievable. Ducey. Is the Texas Democrat trip to D.C. a super spreader event? Texas Democrats aren't planning to return home to Austin yet, just yet. In fact, they intend the week step up the protest against voting restrictions being considered by Republican legislator. This is the last tweet from the Washington Post on Texas Democrats. The fact that several people have tested positive for COVID after meeting with them and five of them are COVID positive isn't even mentioned. And then it was six. And then it was Pelosi. And then it was a White House staffer. But they're putting these articles up. We're going to give it as children two years old. So much so, the, 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 the fucking Wall Street Journal. The flimsy evidence behind the CDC's push to vaccinate children. And another article that is so fucking true. We're always going to have COVID. Face it. We'll always have COVID. Move on. We don't need to shut down the economy because of COVID. And all of this couples... With their overarching ability to want to be fascists. I'm going to tell all you fascists you may be surprised. People all over this world are getting organized to find the peace. You fascists are bound. 
I'll just leave it at that. Okay. I am not giving up. New, new topic, Senator. I want you to hear what President Biden said about social media giants and misinformation this week. I mean, it really, they really, look, the only pandemic we have is among the unvaccinated. And, that, and, they're, and they're killing people. Do you think Facebook should face consequences and should Facebook be broken up? Social media has greatly contributed to this misinformation. There's no doubt. Uh, look at the numbers from the Kaiser Foundation. Two-thirds of the people who uh, have not gotten vaccinated say because they've got something off of social media. Come on. So I really appreciate uh, President Biden calling this out. And for months now, I've been taking on the dirty dozen, 12 people responsible for something like 60 percent of this misinformation. Some of them have been taken off of their accounts, but there's more to do. I think we also should look at uh, changing the liability standards when it comes to vaccine misinformation. Senator Warner and Hirono and I already introduced a bill um, that would focus on discriminatory content and the like. Um, when we have a public health crisis and people are dying every day, enough is enough. These are the richest companies in the world. They are, Dana. There is absolutely no reason they shouldn't be able to monitor this better and take this crap off of their platforms that are basically telling people, oh, hey, there's problems when we know science proves there isn't. And so I feel very strongly about this uh, because of the fact that you are literally seeing, as as the Surgeon General said, over that people who are vaccinated they are the ones that aren't dying. People who aren't vaccinated are really tragically dying. So part of this is Republicans standing up like Rob Portman just did and commending the vaccines and asking people to get it and more Republicans doing that and more people uh, who um, maybe didn't even. You know, looking at DeSantis down in Florida, he's a smart guy. He got vaccinated. He was doing the vaccinated thing heavy on uh, early on. Now he's going bad on it. Is there advantage in playing up this don't get vaccinated movement in terms of it being anti-institution. Don't let Big Brother tell you what to do. The left is sneaky. Fauci looks sneaky. Do you think that, that is, there is advantage for that on the right? I do. If you're asking me, I think that there is. And, there, and, and the data that I would point to is you were talking about those areas of the country where vaccination lags behind the national average. You know, Chris, if, if you did sort of an overlay of the 2020 election results, and the vaccination rate, you'd see a hell of a lot of similarity. So it would help, I would think, DeSantis to be the don't tread on me guy in primary season, whether he could sell that to suburbanites and win a general election nationwide, that remains to be seen. So we're seeing the cases come up, Dr. Wen, uh, and we expected this. You and I have talked about this a lot. Once you get rid of the restrictions and the masks come off, we see how many people getting sinus infections and good old stomach viruses again, right? We hadn't seen those for a year or so. Uh, we expected that. The hedge was the vaccine will take up the slack 
Uh, and and on a, a Republican group in your state is raising funds for Governor DeSantis uh, selling the I'm sure you've seen this selling these anti Dr. Fauci uh, masks and merchandise. Um, what, I mean, what do you think about this? I asked Dr. Fauci about this last night. Let's listen. And I'll get your uh, thoughts on on the other side. It almost doesn't even deserve a comment. It's just, you know, taking an individual who stands for public health, for truth, for doing the right things to protect the safety and the health of the public, which I have done now for four decades, and to use my name in a derogatory way to prevent people from doing things that's for the benefit of their own health. Go figure that one out, Jim. I have no idea what that's all about. That doesn't make any sense at all. Yeah, Anna, what, I mean, we're seeing some of those uh, T-shirts and beer koozies uh, that they're selling, Don't Fauci My Florida, and so on. What's your reaction? Look, I'm, I'm indignant about it, uh, and I find it painful. As somebody whose family has lost loved ones, as somebody whose husband was hospitalized with COVID, and who mm. sees where the numbers are going in my state, Jackson Health, the biggest public service uh, health system in South Florida, Two weeks ago, there were 51 cases. Today, there's 132 cases. And I know Ron DeSantis knows better and can do better. We just saw him lead in a cooperative fashion at the collapse and surf side, cooperating with Joe Biden, with the federal administration and with the local. An alarming headline involving the award-winning documentary filmmaker Ken Burns caught our attention not too long ago. During an interview with The Washington Post, he said he's very worried about our country and what he calls a hypersensitivity to our nation's history and its connections to the present. He sums it up this way, quote, this moment of all these intersecting viruses of novel coronaviruses and of racial injustice, a 402-year-old virus, and it's an old, an age-old human virus of lying and misinformation and paranoia and conspiracy. This is the pill that will kill us unless we do something. So back with us tonight is my friend Ken Burns, perhaps the closest thing we have to a national storyteller, chronicler of the American story for over 40 years as producer, director, documentarian. He's handed us down the story of our Civil War, our Vietnam War, our national parks, our national pastime. My friend, let's start here with two men who you've chronicled along the way. Uh, I see the desire to shun people's legacies and I see the desire to shame people's legacies. But when does that risk covering up our history? And as an example, should Robert E. Lee and Woodrow Wilson face the same modern day cancellation? Well, I think the Robert E. Lee is a really complicated one. I like to see his statues at the places where they should be interpreted in in battlefields. He himself was very, very clear on it. And I might hide behind his um, his academic robes as president of Washington uh, College, which became Washington and Lee after his death. Uh, And he said, make no monuments to the Confederacy will only breed bitterness. And I think his um, nightmare has has come true uh, in that regard. Uh, I I think 
I've always said most of my professional life that the most overrated president was Woodrow Wilson, and we deserve to hear a much more complicated and I think more interesting, if at times dark story about a person who resegregated a civil service that had steadily after the Civil War uh, been integrated. And so there's lots to discuss. The, the problem is, is that this is the most fraught time, I think, in the history of our republic. I'm just finishing a film on Benjamin Franklin uh, for next year, and at the end of the Constitutional Convention, you know the story, Brian, the doors are flung open, and Elizabeth Willing Powell, a leading lady of Philadelphia, who of course has no rights in this new constitution, zero, none, zip, says, well, Mr. Franklin, Dr. Franklin, what have you created, a monarchy or a republic? And he says, a republic if you can keep it. And I think this is where the rubber is meeting the road. We're at this desperate place, the convergence of all those viruses, the the side effects of the misinformation and the paranoia and the lying, voter suppression, and then the rewriting of our history, our saying that we're not interested in facts, we're not interested in the truth. We're not <laughs> Facebook is definitely a part of the reason the goal was not mixed. And Facebook is a large reason why Trump's lies have festered across this country. So that statement is is, is rather interesting. Uh, let's bring in senior media reporter at NBC News and MSNBC, Dylan Byers. What is Facebook doing with that response, Dylan? Um, because the lies fester on Facebook. You can find them every day. You can find people who go to Facebook to get their information. They think it's news. That's the truth. Now in Cuba and videos and pictures of the protests show Cubans waving the American flag in support of freedom and as a beacon of hope. We're here talking with college students in front of the Capitol today to see what the American flag means to them. Does it also symbolize freedom and democracy? Let's find out. What is the first thing that comes to mind when you think of the American flag? I would say it represents like the union of all people, but like there's clearly not a union amongst all of us. There's clearly like so many structural inequities. Honestly, kind of like what's been going on with like the country with all the riots and stuff. I like the flag is a symbol of America and obviously like America has done some horrible things and like that's part of our very complex history. Shame, honestly. I felt like if I had the American flag and was associated with the American identity, I was associated with like a lot of bigotry and like a lot of racism and sexism and not stuff that I like really would like to think about the American flag symbolizing. So it's a symbol of of hurt. Um, I'm African American. Um, my family, uh, you know, really built this country up. It's it's controversial. I think it symbolizes peace, prosperity, and uh, freedom. Do you think it represents freedom? No, I don't. Um, I don't think it's as free as people think it is, and I just think it's a piece of cloth at the end of the day. For me, no. I don't see myself represented in it, so I would not say it represents freedom to me. I think it once did, but honestly, like recently, I'm not too sure anymore, because with like everything going on, I don't know, just... I think like we once were free, but with now like there's like just new laws and like new things coming about that I don't know if that's true anymore. What type of laws? I don't know, just I like feel like everything's like kind of blocked off. Do you think the American flag symbolizes freedom? Yeah, I think I think it would be really 
privileged to think it doesn't. So I want to show you a few photos of some protests that have been happening around the world, most recently in Cuba. Uh, they're protesting their communist regime. American flags being flown at the protest. Back in 2019 in Hong Kong, protesters were also waving American flags and in Venezuela as well. Why do you think they're flying the American flag in these different nations? Hmm. I mean, we don't represent the socialist government, so I don't know why they would, they would wave the flag. I'm not really sure, actually. Do you think they're waving it because it's a symbol of freedom and democracy? That could, yeah. Potentially. Why do you think these people are waving the American flags overseas? Mm -hmm. um, that's a good question. A lot of um, immigrants and, and people from overseas here um, around uh, the mall and whatnot. And it's interesting for, to me to see them all decked out in, in American flags and everything. It's all political, and I finally made that bumper. Sorry, it took me a while, but I finally made that bumper. I... I Look at that shit. All the misinformation they said. And I could go over the DeSantis stuff. I could go over. We'll talk about Ken Burns in a second. This is the same thing they did with the 2016 election. That $130,000 worth of bar bots flipped the election. That's how they do it. And then, of course, I put the flag in there because I got to put the flag because that's that's just where they're at. So nothing's off the table. Now they're talking about 230. They are going to do whatever they can to silence you. Kobashar, take this crap off. I didn't hear her saying that shit with all the misinformation about Trump. And Ken Burns, get the fucking fuck. Really? Do you really believe it's the most fraught times? The guy who wrote about the Civil War? Ex-Joint Chief Chairman Mike Mullen, incredibly disturbing that military leadership reportedly feared a Trump coup. A number of books have been published recently about Donald Trump's presidency. One episode contained in many of them, as well as a New Yorker article this week by Susan Glasser, stands out. General Mark Milley, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, spent the final months of the Trump administration worried that the president would use the military to stage a coup to deny Joe Biden the presidency or launch hostilities against Iran as a way to stay in power. What makes this story notable is the stature of its main character. Milley is not some low-level campaign aide. He is the nation's top military official, whose job required close work with Mr. Trump. The chairman of the Joint Chiefs must scan the horizon for dangers and devise plans to meet them. He advises a president about what he can do about threats. But in this case, it was what the president might do that Milley thought was the threat. For insight into this episode and the questions it raises, we turn to a man who held Milley's job before him, former chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, Admiral Mike Mullen, who joins us from Hillard, Ohio. Good morning, Admiral. Good morning, John. It's good to be with you. It's good to have you here. You were chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. What do you make of this episode? Well, I think the reporting, uh, from what I understand, has been pretty accurate. Uh, pretty chaotic time, particularly after the election uh, and uh, the two threats that you talked about, uh, the external one and whether or not 
we would uh, commence some kind of combat or conflict with Iran and then the internal one in terms of uh, where it might go, particularly with respect to how the military would be used by President Trump to somehow validate that the election actually was a fraud and keep the president in power. I think that's all very accurate and obviously incredibly disturbing. Uh, I've read so many articles on that, that this is just another one of those stories that are based on what they felt. Because remember, that's been all over the place. You don't hear anything about this guy coming out, and you think by now the media would be talking to him because they love this guy. They think it's great. They think they think it's just great. And yeah, I'm playing in the background the riots from the summer. You didn't have a problem with that stuff. You didn't have a problem at all. They're literally getting sued. This stuff is a violation of everything. I mean, it's so comedic. You now have, like, this video is so damn funny. All right. Um, and lastly, uh, we will be uh, flagging problematic posts uh, for Facebook that spread disinformation. Uh, I, I, I'm sorry, but what what did you just say? Yes. I said we will be flagging problematic posts for Facebook that spread disinformation. So, uh, isn't that a violation of our First Amendment? Just, I, I'm, I'm sorry. The the, the fir First Amendment. I... Yeah, the the First Amendment of, of our Constitution. It says the government cannot censor our, our our speech. We the people's speech. We're allowed to speak freely, and the government can't can't censor us. It's, it's a violation. Of, of, of the Constitution to, to do that. The, the Constitution? I, I, I'm sorry. I, I'm, I'm just not, I'm not, I'm not familiar at all with, uh, with the, with the, with the Constitution. Um, is, is, is anyone else in here f familiar with, with the Constitution? I, anybody? <laughs> it looks like you're the only one. Uh, that that's familiar with the Constitution. So, <laughs> are, are, are you are you joking? <laughs> are you guys are you guys are you guys punking me? Is this is this a prank? Is this a joke? <laughs> tell me tell me this is a tell me this is a joke. Uh, no, this is this is not a joke. <laughs> This is very much real. We, the government, will be censoring speech. And we will be deciding what is and is not misinformation. I mean, we're here to protect you. This is for your safety. This is for your own good. We, we know what's best for you, okay? This is not a prank. <laughs> I want you to, once again, you have to put yourself in the shoes Of what it would be like if Trump did it. Attorney derides ridiculous and unconstitutional ruling ordering New Jersey woman to remove fuck Biden sign from her lawn. She was charged 250 a day 
for it. And I, and I want you to understand, the first guy to get sentenced, grandma got released, all right? Let me see if this is actually... Do I want to play this? One count of obstructing Congress. What? Yeah, listen to these people. Th- these people are so fucking happy. This is like the greatest thing ever. This is from HuffPo. And the first guy got, because he was just with Shaman Man, didn't break anything. He got sentenced. He is going to serve uh sentence felony what did we end up getting where is it at uh eight months in jail but listen how excited they are about this this Monday is going to be the first felony sentencing for a member of the insurrection. The Washington Post says prosecutors are asking for 18 months for one count of obstructing Congress. What kind of precedent will this case set, especially for defendants facing conspiracy or assault charges? Given the number of cases that are pending, we're talking hundreds of people who have been arrested and will be charged. Even the first one means that it is a precedent-setting thing. Jail seems to be necessary, not just to send a message to all the other potential insurrectionists, but to keep us safe in the short term. So I think that 18 months seems like a very fair and actually lenient sentence. These are felonies that could uh, end up causing someone to be found uh, incarceratable for up to three to five years. The misdemeanors, of course, will be lesser uh, penalties. But 18 months seems to be within the sentencing guidelines and is a good thing for the prosecutors to be asking for to protect all of us from future possible insurrections. Well, Ryan, you reported on a riot or release from jail because he didn't know the difference between the Capitol and the White House. Yes, I mean, ignorance is sort of going to be an ongoing theme here. We saw multiple cases where people were just confused where they were. There was an individual uh, who uh, was confused between the House and the Senate. um, But, you know, that wasn't quite as bad as some of the people who thought that they were at the White House when they were actually at the Capitol, of course. And it wouldn't make a lot of sense for them to storm the White House, which was controlled by Trump at that point. So, you know, there's this it's just sort of funny when we talk about this ongoing thing about like, oh, people have legitimate concerns about the electoral vote count. And it's just like. When you look at the actual the rhetoric these people were using, they didn't have a, a very deep understanding of how the electoral process necessarily worked in a lot of cases, um, weren't really like deep in the weeds here. So, you know, I think it's just something to keep in mind when we hear these claims. Um, you know, the Paul Hodgkins sentencing tomorrow, I think, is going to be very important because his lawyer there has made a really interesting argument saying basically uh, that the judge should take a lead from Abraham Lincoln uh, or what at least what Abraham Lincoln planned to do uh, after uh, the Civil War war and sort of, you know, forgive, I guess, the Confederates who traded against America. Um, It's sort of an interesting position to sort of put his client in the position of, I suppose, Confederates in this case. But that's sort of what they're asking to do. They're saying that, you know, to bring the country together, to unite that this, you know, they're asking the judge to sort of have some leniency here. And that's a really fascinating argument. And will be interesting to see how uh, the judge hears that out because it's a very political argument. It's not really based on the law saying that, hey, this is a political thing. A lot of people are going to be really upset if you throw the book at this guy. So it'll be interesting to see what the judge does here. 
Well, Jill, I would, of course, love to hear your thoughts on that argument. But I also want to ask you, MSNBC has obtained excerpts from the book, I Alone Can Fix It, revealing that top generals feared former President Trump would attempt a coup and that he considered pardoning himself after the Capitol riot. Trump has refuted the reporting, of course. Could this book become evidence in the lawsuits against Trump? Not so much the book as the people who said these things. They could be witnesses um, you know, as a former general counsel of the Army, I am completely trusting of the military people who would not follow an illegal order, would not participate in a coup against the United States. Um, as to the argument that's being made that, oh, forgive them just the way uh, Lincoln might have forgiven the people who fought against the United States, we're in a very different situation where you need to make sure that this doesn't happen again. There hasn't been a war that was ended and um, a, sort of a treaty signed and somebody uh, conceded the loss. This is an ongoing problem. And you mentioned the Sacramento people. This is another issue. And again, they're being held in jail on serious, serious federal and state charges. And in order to stop this from happening in every state in our country, we need to send a message that this will not be tolerated. And we can't just let people off because they were mistaken. And it, to me, it's ludicrous to say, well, I thought I was in the White House. It doesn't matter. You were using violent means to enter a place that you were not supposed to be. And you can't allow that to happen. When you're beating up uh, the Capitol Police and which is on tape, despite the man you interviewed or that was shown in the interview on your show, um, you need to keep that in mind. We saw it happen. Don't forget what we all right. saw with our own eyes. Well, Ryan, speaking of what we all saw happen, the select committee on January 6th is going to hold its first hearing in 10 days, which is kind of unbelievable that it has taken us into late July for that to happen. There's going to be testimony from Metropolitan and Capitol Police officers. How I don't remember that during the summer where people got beat the fuck up. Today, Paul Hodge is going to be the first 1-6 defendant sentenced on a felony guilty plea. He engaged no violence. His crime, entering the Capitol wearing a Trump t-shirt, held a Trump flag, took selfie with Q-man shaman. Prosecutors won 18 months. In this case of the first 1-6 defendant to be sentenced on a felony despite committing no violence, federal prosecutors are arguing the Capitol riot wasn't an ordinary crime but an act of domestic terrorism consistent with the overall Biden plan. Liberals cheering federal prosecutors angry that the prison sentence for this nonviolent offender isn't longer, demanding this to be regarded as terrorism. How come nobody is charged with sedition, attempt to murder, or insurrection? And I would forfeit, what about your side? Prosecutors want Paul Hotchkiss served 18 months. Today, Hotchkiss will first set a die. In the case of 1-6 Defender, this is a plea deal. As far as I can see, this is a simple trespass. Such a blatant violation of the Eighth Amendment if I ever saw it. I don't always agree with Glenn, but I respect him because he asks questions that should be asked. If a man engaged no violence, whatever, this seems excessive. If he gets 18 months, then Congress needs to make 18 months of mandatory sentence for any future unlawful trespassing. 
But this is a great article. America went from freest country in the world in December 2019 to a oppressive and frightening place by July 2021. So true. And the reason is you have this on your TV daily. This week, President Biden took on the big lie and the insurrection. The president warned the nation is still in danger after the events of January 6th. The assault on free and fair elections is just such a threat, literally. I've said it before. We're facing the most significant test of our democracy since the Civil War. That's not hyperbole. Since the Civil War. The Confederates, back then, never breached the Capitol, as insurrectionists did on January the 6th. I'm not saying this to alarm you. I'm saying this because you should be alarmed. You should be alarmed, the president said. Yet the president did not offer support for removing the legislative blockade in Congress, the filibuster that's standing in the way of laws that would safeguard our elections. The president appears to be holding out some hope he can work with Republican leaders Mitch McConnell and Kevin McCarthy. Maybe that could happen on infrastructure. But a new bridge is not going to protect the Capitol. It's more like the GOP has a bridge to sell you. McCarthy just met with the insurrectionist in chief, Donald Trump. Apparently, they spoke about the upcoming midterms, or as some of Trump's allies may have it on their calendar, the next insurrection. Trump is still lying about the last election. The media references, the election hooks, they say the fraud is unproven. And while there is no evidence, no evidence, no evidence, there's so much evidence. And he's lying about his crowd on January 6th. You had over a million people there, which the press doesn't like to report at all because it shows too much, uh, too much activity. Too much, too much uh, spirit and faith and love. There was such love at that rally. The crowd was unbelievable. And I mentioned the word love, the love, the love in the air. I've never seen anything like it. Given Trump's love for lies like that, delivering a speech about saving democracy without passing tough laws to protect elections is not going to be enough. To paraphrase the movie The Untouchables, it's like bringing a knife to an insurrection. Texas State House Democrats took action, leaving Austin for Washington to avoid voting for a new GOP election law. One of those Democrats even went on Fox to call out the big lie. And so what I'm asking you to do is I to see. tell your voters right now that Donald Trump hey, lost the election of 2020. At least you resolved that? the lie that is did you, Democrats did you are now for voter ID. It's not did you your hear show, what I sir. But at least, did, I, at least you resolved the Trump, idea that Democrats Donald Trump are not lose for voter the election ID. election in 2020? Real quick. Can you answer um, the question? Did Donald Trump lose the election I'm in 2020? I think I'm answering questions. I'm not, don't really feel any obligation to an uncomfortable question for you? Perhaps the propagandists on Fox could read the new Trump books out this week. One of the books reports the chairman of the Joint Chiefs, General Mark Milley, was concerned Trump was going to attempt a coup like Adolf Hitler. They may try to stage a coup, but they're not going to effing succeed, Milley told his aides, according to the book. CNN has learned Milley will not publicly address the issues raised in the book. Trump did respond in a statement saying, if I was going to do a coup, one of the last people I would want to do it with is General Mark Milley. 
as many observed, how very O.J. Simpson. If I was going to do a coup, sounds like Simpson's book, if I did it. Could somebody let us know if Trump is spotted in a white Ford Bronco this weekend? On the run with Rudy Giuliani? Perhaps they'll be heading for the Four Seasons landscaping company. I can just hear Rudy now. If the books don't fit, you must acquit. But I digress. One of the other books reports that Trump once told his former chief of staff, John Kelly, Hitler, quote, did a lot of good things. I'm sorry. Hold on. When we have entered the realm of coups and Hitler, we have to pause for a moment. This is not one of those situations where Trump wants to bomb hurricanes or buy Greenland. We are talking about coups and Hitler. Why is Kevin McCarthy meeting with Trump when we are talking about coups and Hitler? Did he not hear President Biden's warning about American democracy? We're facing the most significant test of our democracy since the Civil War. That's not hyperbole. Since the Civil War. Which takes me back to The Untouchables. There is a scene in that movie when Sean Connery, who plays Chicago police officer Jim Malone, poses a key question to Kevin Costner, who has the role of legendary federal agent Elliot Ness. What are you prepared to do? Ness, who is pursuing the mobster Al Capone, is holding his mentor Malone in his arms. Malone is dying after he is gunned down by one of Al Capone's thugs. Malone's last words are, what are you prepared to do? Somebody is going to die. And he's going to die because of that rhetoric. Cut and dry. I mean, there's articles, WAPO. What were the Capitol rioters thinking? Because they're such bad people. They're such horrible people. They, they don't think like us. Pentagon contractor investigating extremism says BLM web search raises concern about white supremacy. Founder has ties to Obama Foundation and other controversial groups. So now if you just look for what they're about, you're a white supremacist. Yet this is a thing. Murders are out of control. Making the rounds is an Andrea Mitchell that it's so safe in Washington, D.C. But, well, there's been a hundred murders, she admits. Really? Hope that dick tastes good, bitch. DoorDash driver violates food meant for an NYPD cop. It's not a story. This isn't even a story. First state guaranteeing income plan. That's pretty extreme. Major defund the police Democrats spent nearly 70K on private security. And that's the thing about this that just cracks me up all the time. 
It just cracks me the fuck up. The very people say defund, defund, defund. Oh, they're not going to not have security. They're hooked the fuck up. They got motherfucker 24-7 on lockdown. That scene from the baseball field says everything. These are the same people that say everything's okay. You're exaggerating. Look at these people. Look how scared they are. First and foremost, they big time fucked up because why would you run? If you don't know where the fire is, seek cover. First thing is seek cover and return fire. That's a battle drill in the army. But these people just started running nilly nilly. How about this? Rashida Talib. That's not a story. She's an anti-Semite. How about this? Ben and Jerry's will end the sale of our ice cream in the occupied Palestine story. Read full. We believe in inconsistent with our values for Ben and Jerry's ice cream to be sold in occupied Palestinian territory. We also hear and recognize the concerns shared with us by our fans and trusted partners. Watch a look inside Ben and Jerry's Israeli factory. We will stay in Israel, though. What is... What, what, that, that's pretty... Fuck. What the fuck? Then we got this one. Biden White House and the Department of Justice hosted a joint presentation teaching the inner city violence caused by white supremacy. It's a whole story. We will do the whole thing next podcast because it's long. It has slides. Humanevents.com got the scoop. But yeah, it's it's not it's not, you know, catch and release, none of that. No, 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 no. Viral video, woman who hit George Floyd protester, not guilty. Because why? Dismissal of St. Louis murder cases stem from problem and prosecutor office. This is just another state. That you have people coming back and coming back and coming back. And I'm going to keep hitting Washington, D.C. Because this is a perfect story in four parts. D.C. Council passes budget slashing money. Juvenile carjacking incident quadruple in D.C. Three shootings. District homicide count 101 for the year. D.C. Mayor Browser directs MPD to use any overtime necessary. That sums it up. And then I'm going to stop to get this. Turn it up. Turn it on. Rock it like we're bad to the bone. Get on the floor. Running loose. Gotta put these two left feet to use. If you need. Let's get woke. 
talking about censoring and violence and that 12 people are making all the African-Americans not want to get it. I mean, Republicans, the vaccine. This is dickhead of Los Angeles Proud Boys. An LAPD source gave me his real name after he got booked today. I just sent his address to several people who would like to turn him into soup. Fuck around, find out, dead meat. That's Antifa. That's Twitter. And that's okay. But you say Wuhan lab leak, you get banned. You know it's fascism when it's just based on politics. Let's get woke. Jones, who recently joined the staff of Howard University after a public tenure battle with the University of North Carolina, is unabashed. Can you be a journalist and an activist today? I get that question a lot. The answer is simple for this journalist and professor who co-founded the Ida B. Wells Society for Investigative Reporting. All journalism is activism. When you look at uh, the model of the Washington Post, right, democracy dies in darkness. That's not a neutral position, but our methods of reporting have to be objective. We have to try to be fair and accurate. And I don't know how you can be fair and accurate if you pretend publicly that you have no feelings about something that you clearly do. Power, deception, propaganda. A new book by James O'Keefe. Pre-order now at AmericanMuckRaker.com. My name is uh, <clears throat> David Johnson. I'm a packaging engineer for Hasbro. They are attempting to covertly push CRT, critical race theory, through branding and messaging through their products. I decided to come to Project Veritas because I opposed the indoctrination of children that they wanted to push. Explain what we're looking at here. This is the program developed by the Conscious Kid, which is working with Hasbro to teach children about racial bias at an early age. Is this a a, a mandatory all-hands training? Yes, it was mandatory for me. Children as young as two are already using race to reason about people's behaviors. Two-year-old racists is just an absurd concept. By three to six months, babies are beginning to notice and already express preference by race. By age three, children are already starting to apply stereotypes. They also may use racist language intentionally at this age. I think this is where the the mask starts to slip a little bit. Is this what people are talking about regarding critical race theory? This is critical race theory in practice. They explain that the white children in particular have the particular bias against black people. It's a mainstream ideology now, um, and it's in a lot of our institutions. People that I've spoken to about these issues, and I'm trying to explain to them why teaching people to segregate based on race or by gender or by any other inherent characteristic is wrong. If you want your children to be looking at people based on their race, then you are opposing Dr. Martin Luther King's dream. So I think that's progress in the truest sense, that we should not be judging each other by the color of our skin, but rather by the content of our character and actions. If the next generation of children is allowed to be indoctrinated to believing that Racial segregation is a good thing. I don't think it will lead our country to anywhere good. Racism exists. I think we'd be fools to say that there is no racism in the world. But teaching children to judge others based upon race is not going to make a world with less racism. It's going to make a world with more of it. This isn't something I wanted to do. This is something I felt I had to do. This is a hill worth dying on. If I can make one person 
just away from this ideology and say, you know what, maybe that's not the way, it's not the path towards a better future, then I think it's worth it. This isn't something I wanted to do. This is something I felt I had to do. This is a hill worth dying on. So, tell me your name and what you do for a living. My name is uh, <clears throat> David Johnson. I'm a packaging engineer for Hasbro currently. And why did you decide to come to Project Veritas? I decided to come to Project Veritas because I opposed the indoctrination of children that they wanted to push. And I felt that more people needed to know about it. How are they indoctrinating children? They are <clears throat> attempting to covertly push CRT, critical race theory, um, through branding and messaging um, through their products. Explain what we're looking at here. This is the program developed by the Conscious Kid, which is working with Hasbro. I'm not sure exactly to what extent, but this is their program to teach children about, well, teach is a strong word, but they want to introduce children into racial bias at an early age before they're really able to understand what race and racism is. Is this a, a, a mandatory all-hands training? Yes, this meeting was attended by well, you can see at least 44 people. I, I remember being more on my screen, but it was mandatory for me. How much do you know about this nonprofit which developed the training on this? This is the Conscious Kid. Tell us about that. This was actually the first time I'd heard, heard of them was this meeting. Um, following it, I did a bit of research. I know they work with a few other very, very large corporations, like um, I believe they work with Google, the NFL, Nickelodeon, mm -hmm. who's also a big partner with Hasbro. No, Hasbro isn't the only heavy hitter. No. They? As you mentioned, they work with the NFL Players Association, MGM, Nickelodeon, and, and YouTube. And YouTube. That's a large share of like the market um, <clears throat> for children's entertainment. Like Hasbro itself is already a huge company because they have like everything from My Little Pony to Transformers. But YouTube, YouTube is almost like the main the main hub where people go for entertainment now. If they're using YouTube to push this ideology, then that's, that's going to have very, very far reach and very wide um, implications. You sent this tape to us the same day that you recorded it. Correct? Yes. Why was it so important to you <clears throat> to get this tape to us immediately? Um, mostly, originally, it was actually just out of shock. Um, I couldn't really believe what I was hearing in the meeting. It was just so overtly this word gets overused, but it was overtly racist and very, very discriminatory. And the first thing that I thought of was just like, I have to tell people about this just because of how big the company is. And this was before I knew the conscious kid had other connections, mm -hmm. but just Hasbro by itself was just massive enough that I'm like, people need to know this is being pushed onto their children. And, and have you ever done this before, like blown the whistle, recorded, published? Never. But it occurred to you instantly to do it. Yes. Had you, had you seen what we had done previously or known about whistleblowers? I've, I've known about Project Veritas for a, a little while mm -hmm. um, and I've seen <clears throat> some of your previous whistleblowers and I've always thought it was just amazing that people would step forward and just risk everything to just get a message across. Didn't ever think I would be one of those people, but here I am. <laughs> what moment troubled you most uh, from this training? It's so unnecessarily divisive and it's assigning blame to an entire group of people based on their skin color hmm. and not by their actions or by what they choose.
Let's take a look at the tape of the training. I think we should be recorded. By three to six months, babies are beginning to notice and already express preference by race. Um, there was research that looked at how by six months, infants living in a homogenous or same race neighborhood showed preferences for faces from their own racial groups, whereas infants living in more racially diverse environments did not show that same preference for their own racial group. And this is really important because we see that early exposure to different races is impacting these preferences before babies are even one year old. Children as young as two are already using race to reason about people's behaviors and um, we may see this play out in daycare or on the playground and in how kids are starting to choose or exclude playmates and friends. Wow. Uh, by two years old, quote, already using race to reason about people's behavior and they exclude kids on playgrounds. That's yeah. Shocking. Two-year-old racists is just an absurd concept. I don't think at two years old, most of them know how to read or write. Many of them may, well, I would hope they know the alphabet by two, but um, I think it's absurd to just state as fact that at two years old, ch the children are going to be racist and using race to reason about who they're going to play with and discriminating based on. Conscious Kid, which is the contractor that Hasbro works with. Yes. And does this, is this mandatory training? Um, this one was, and from the way they described it, this is at least the second training that they have done. In the moment you, you watched this, what was going through your, your head? Uh, my jaw hit the floor, and I've, I've seen um, critical race theory and all the other terms that this goes by. I've seen this idea. Yep, there's your neighborhood racist, and then of course Hasbro, they're getting woke. There's a great thing on Netflix. I'm not playing it today. Never have I ever hilariously mocked teachers pushing SJW um, ideology. So funny. CBS cheering on the 1619 Project. You saw it. NBC campaigns for Florida teen running for school board on CRT. I didn't play that one, but yeah, that's how far they'll go. A kid. DOD shutters Air Force Academy Oversight Board Nix's review of critical race theory. That is a win. What's well, not a win? That's not a win. She will not be punished for that. Nobody cares. But a win. The Department of Education has canceled its plan to tie federal K-12 grants to critical race theory implementation. Secretary Cardona has wanted to incentivize CRT nationwide, but after 35,000 public comments slamming the program, he backed down. So we fucking win. If you're constantly yelling fascist, yelling Antifa, which is literally is short for anti-fascist, ding, 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 you might be fascist. They're focused on. Just a thought. Yes, because we all know that if you pick a good name, your individual actions are automatically good and perfect and above reproach. And all the things that go with Antifa, but they need Antifa so they can push all this tranny shit. I scream at the top of my lungs. You keep it all bottled up, but different that way. Different that way. But please don't ever change. Don't ever change. But I feel like it's only us. 
Looking for a kind of love, and maybe that's true. But I'm so glad that it's you. I wish you knew that you're fantastic. I'll be right to whatever happens. When all said and done, you'll always be the one that I keep coming back to in a heartbeat. I choose you. Tanya decided she wasn't a lesbian. Um, wow. His name is Oberon. We're using boy pronouns now. Just takes practice. Back. Wildfires are raging across California and the Pacific Northwest right now. These intense fires are starting earlier and growing larger than normal for July. The largest blaze, Oregon's bootleg fire, has burned nearly 230,000 acres and threatened nearly 2,000 buildings. The fire is also wreaking havoc on interstate infrastructure, interrupting electrical lines that are used to bring power from Oregon to California earlier this week. Experts say these fires were triggered by extreme weather brought on by climate change as drought and record-breaking heat waves sweep through the region, and it created perfect conditions for wildfires. And of course, the impact of extreme weather is being felt around the world. In Europe, 33 people are dead and dozens are missing after extreme flooding in Germany, Belgium, and the Netherlands. I'm joined now by Oregon Governor Kate Brown. Uh, Governor Brown, thank you very much for taking a few minutes uh, to talk to us on what I know has been a very difficult few weeks uh, for your state. Uh, you are battling this enormous wildfire right now. Um, what, what concerns, I mean, what is there to be done about this at this point? I mean, what does your state need in the short term, but also what are you asking for in the long term? Well, Obviously, the West is the canary in the coal mine in terms of climate, and the signals are not subtle ones. In the past year in Oregon, we've had historic wildfire, unprecedented ice storms, devastating heat storms, drought, and of course, flooding. So clearly, uh, climate change is happening. Our people are... Non-stop indoctrination. So... I want to start with what you saw. Disney's groundbreaking first gay love song. Disney. Showtime. White trans teen talk of designing a black penis. And then there's one that I guess I didn't get. Let me see if I have it. Is this it? Let's look. You know, we talked about politics a lot. No. Let me see if I can get this video and we'll play it. You know, we talked about politics a lot, but this time it's different. This time they're targeting our kids with this stuff. Kid-friendly networks like Nickelodeon are presenting confusing topics like transgenderism and sexuality to our kids all packaged in rainbows and glitter. Schools are using your tax dollars to push critical race theory on our children, creating a new generation of racists. Popular social media platforms like TikTok allow children to create an account at the young age of 13 years old while fostering content that not only promotes abortion, but fetishizes it. The teachers unions and school boards are pushing extremist race theories and woke values instead of teaching reading 
writing, arithmetic, and American values to the next generation from the earliest age. We must fight back by educating our children with the values that we stand for. Are you tired of sitting back on the sidelines watching this propaganda poison our children? Our children have to realize that elephants are not birds and boys are not girls. There are only two genders and they're not interchangeable. Our kids have to know that your skin color doesn't determine your success or hold you back from it. And hating white people won't solve your problems. It's actually just racist. Our kids have to know that life is precious and that we all have a right to life, not a right to take life. When someone promises you something for free, there's always a catch. Always. It's time for conservatives to start playing offense. We need to equip our children with the truth. Let's raise our kids right, not with political agendas. Brave Books is our solution to this. Arming parents with children's books specifically designed to combat the culture war. We know discussing some of these issues with our kids can be tough which is why we include games and a workbook for parents at the end of every book. And we want to be a long-term solution. So we added an option for you to subscribe and get a book a month, each partnered with a new conservative icon. They want to cancel Paw Patrol. They want to cancel Dr. Seuss, but they won't cancel us. We aren't backing down. These. It is spot on. This is allowed on Twitter due to this tranny shit. To be fair, when you can't get a woman sacked, arrested, or dropped by her publisher and canceling her only makes her book sales go up, there's really only one place to go. I wish you a very nice pipe bomb in the mailbox, but that's not all of them. Here's the multiple that J.K. Rowling gets because she's a feminist. It's I, I, pipe bombs. They've been sending death threats for over a year and the media remains silent about it while they keep trying to cancel her. This picture that I didn't get is insane. Kill JK Rowling. Hundreds, hundreds of kill JK Rowling. I'm going to keep it. I'm going to bring it out whenever we have another section on this because that's okay on Twitter questioning a vaccine no then we have this in my latest from Lee Claire I spoke to blah 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 about four films and TVs they want and we've been talking about this abortions on television because they realized the gay worked. If you brainwash the world, they think a half, you know, they think a quarter of the country's gay. Because a quarter of all characters, you know, 15% in some shows are gay. Now they want abortions everywhere. Might trauma affect general gender identity? That's a whole thing in Newsweek. ASU professor. Parents shouldn't have a call. Your kid tells somebody, I think I'm a girl. We make him a girl. Here's a guy running for governor, I believe. Proud endorsed by NARAL with the right-wing Supreme Court ready to hack away. You shouldn't be talking about abortion and hacking. 
and I played the Casey Hunt because Pisaki told me Biden doesn't plan to withdraw Tracy Stone Manning nomination to lead BLM National after a retired Forest Service investigator contradicted what she told senators about her role. Biden nominee was directly involved in an eco-terrorism incident, according to the lead event scare of the case. He said she was the nastiest of suspects. She was vulgar, antagonistic, and extremely anti-governmental. If lying to the U.S. Senate were not enough to disqualify Manning from running the BLM, supporting criminal eco-terrorism definitely should be. In 88, Stone Manning moved into the House with members of the Earth First and Eco-Terrorist organization. She edited the group's newsletter and sent a threat letter to Forest Service. Earth First denied itself as an action group that engaged in everything from grassroots organization to monkey wrenching. It defined monkey wrenching as unlawful sabotage of industrial extraction of development of equipment. Stone Manning retyped the threat letter on a rented typewriter because in her own words, her fingerprints were all over the original. The letter stated, your world have find me first, and that could be your worst nightmare. And finished, you bastards go in there anyway. A lot of people could get hurt. And that group had driven 500 pounds of spikes into trees. Tree spiking is hammering metal spikes in trees and making falling a process dangerous. Spikes can shatter chainsaws, mill blades, maim, or kill lumber. After Stone Manning sent the letter, the FBI investigated the group. Stone Manning stonewalled the investigation. Leading to years of delay, once the government case against the group solidified, she traded testimony for immunity. Yet after all this, Stone Manning lied in a sworn testimony to Senate Energy and Natural blah, 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 that she had nothing to do with it. Department of Interior Public Servants should not be required to serve under someone who helped endanger and threaten them. How far-right rage over transgender rights in an L.A. spa led to chaos in the streets. I put those together because that's the great summation of what our media does. Here's a person trying to kill people was an eco-terrorist getting nominated. You have a supreme racist in charge of civil rights division. This administration is so fucking extreme. So to do it, we, we throw this stuff up and it's basically the opposite of reality. Reality is Antifa went there and beat up a bunch of goddamn Christians. Media didn't care. They flipped it and said it was their fault. It's kind of like the wife that keeps getting beat by her husband. It's her fault. Here's This Is America. It's a gem. This is America. Don't catch you slipping now. Don't catch you slipping now. Look what I'm whipping now. This is America. It's time for the worst soundbite. When the liberal media is pushing one of them agenda story and says, This is America. 2021. Yeah, this is America. Guns in my area. I got the strap. Biden, as a presidential candidate in 2008, you supported the border wall saying, Unlike most Democrats, I voted for 700 miles of fence. This is what you said. Then you serve as vice president in an administration that deported three million people, the most ever in U.S. history. Did you do anything to prevent those deportations? I mean, you've been asked this question before and refused to answer, so let me try once again. Are, are, are you prepared to say tonight that you and President Obama made a mistake about deportations? Why should Latinos trust you? What Latinos should look at is 
Comparing this president to the president we have is outrageous, number one. We didn't lock people up in cages. We didn't separate families. We didn't do all this. Number two, number two, by the time this is the president who came along with the DACA program. No one had ever done that before. This is the president who sent a le legislation to the desk saying he wants to find a pathway for the 11 million undocumented in the United States of America. This is the president who's done a great deal. So I'm proud to have served with him. What I would do as president is several more things because things have changed. I would, in fact, make sure that there is, we immediately surge to the border. Federal prosecutors in California have charged two men with plotting to blow up the Democratic Party's state headquarters in Sacramento. They allegedly planned to attack a string of Democratic targets after the 2020 presidential election. There are new numbers tonight on the number of migrants arriving at the southern border. Border Patrol agents reporting they have made more than a million arrests at the border with Mexico so far this year, the highest number since at least 2005. Despite scorching summer temperatures, the record migrant surge at the southern border is still growing tonight. Newly released numbers show Customs and Border Patrol agents apprehended nearly 189,000 migrants trying to cross in June. That's the highest number in 21 years. Over one million migrants have now been apprehended this year. So why don't Republicans want us to learn how to not be racist? Why don't Republicans want, us, want kids to know how to not be racist. Well, they're and saying it's too that young. And it is makes, the question that illuminates this. They said that it's too young and it makes, uh, it, it gives, uh, it makes white kids feel bad and it gives them guilt about being white uh, at too young of an age. Well, or that, that, that they shouldn't have that well, or be taught that guilt at all or anything that gives them that. Yeah. Well, you know, I think here's the deal. Here's something that we know neurocognitively. Um, babies when they are exposed to family members, neighborhoods, et cetera, of one race, they, their eye contact, we already know this from neuroscientists neuro, and neurosociology, et cetera, sociologists, et cetera, that, that babies already start to gravitate towards members of their own race when they are disproportionately exposed to just one race in their life. It doesn't mean that babies are racist, but what it means is that we already start to gravitate to communities and people that we already know are, and are already acclimated to. Children do not feel guilt about racism when they learn early on what racism is. In fact, children learn to recognize it and can engage in corrective behavior early. Now, what does feel guilty are the adults who allow racism to happen in their lives and when their children acknowledge it better than some of the adults in their lives do. And so to that, I don't think that children feel guilty. I think there's a responsible way for us to talk about how to be peaceful and treat each other with respect. Joining us now to discuss Joseph D. McBride, attorney for Richard Bego Barnett seen here in a widely circulated image from the January 6th attack, sitting in a chair in House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's office. There appears to be three categories of defendants who will be sentenced at this point. You have the misdemeanor trespasser or illegal protester. You have an individual um, like Mr. Hodgkins who made it 
into sort of the Senate chamber, into the Holy of Holies during that time, during that sacred event. And it is very important not to lump everybody in, not to define every protester that showed up that day as an insurrectionist, which, by the way, no one has been charged with. Jeffrey Tubin, one of your own legal analysts, has said that insurrection should not be used in this case. You wrote an essay for LinkedIn uh, in, in which you said this. Uh, like the Gestapo did in Nazi Germany, the federal government is targeting anyone who dares criticize the decision-making process, questions its motives, or challenges its legitimacy. Uh, look, Nazi comparisons are usually a sign you've lost the argument, but do you still believe the federal government is acting like Nazi Germany in its prosecution of the capital attackers? Look, let's leave Nazis out of, out of this conversation. Well, you brought them into it, sir. A point. You brought them into it. Okay, fair enough. Like the Nazis, like the Soviets in the Gulag, innocent men are, and women are being held in what we are calling D.C. Guantanamo Bay, pre-trial, absent any finding of fact. Pre-trial, they're being held for hundreds of days in solitary confinement. They're being beaten. They're being starved. They're being denied medical care. They're being denied, denied the right to worship. They're being cut off from their attorneys. They're being cut off from Mr. their McBride, family. Mr. McBride, you went on Russian. Completely... You went on a Russian television station to plead this case and make this point. Do you think if an, if, a, if an attacker broke into the Kremlin and sat at Vladimir Putin's desk, he'd be treated better or worse than your clients been treated after attacking the Speaker of the House's office? If the media and the United States government does not want to hold itself accountable for the human rights violations that are taking place at D.C. Guantanamo Bay, then who better to hold us accountable than the inventors of the gulags of themselves? That is why I went there to prove that makes a point. Absolutely America no needs sense, to sir. wake up and understand that people are being tortured. Tortured. Are you okay tortured. with people being tortured? What's the example five you have? Miles from you like to cite the White that? House right now? Pardon me. You're Would saying like people are being tortured what? by the White House. I just want to be clear. Because that's an extraordinary Torture statement that would seem to be utterly unbased in fact. Oh, no, they are based in fact. And when the, tr when, when the truth about the circumstances of confinement comes mm -hmm. out, you should be you should hold yourself accountable for what you're saying right now. Do you think people should be held accountable for attacking the Capitol and trying to election, sir? tortured, tortured. Are you okay with torture? Are you okay with what the What about ACLU the people, the Capitol Police who were tortured and attacked by the violent mobs? Does that bother you? Solitary confinement is torture. Solitary confinement is torture. Answer that question for me, good sir. Are you okay with pretrial detainees being tortured? Do you know what it sounds like, Mr. McBride? It sounds like you and your clients still believe the big lie. The big lie? What does that mean? 75 million people believe the big lie. It means lying about the results of the election. Mr. McBride... I want to thank you for coming on New Day, but I hope you would have more of a fact-based you know conversation with anything resembling okay. a sense of torture. perspective torture. about an attack on our torture. capital. Joseph torture. That's our media right there. That's our media. He told him to surge. You see a surge. Scant seconds. CRT being pushed by Congress. People who trespass don't deserve defense. And of course he doesn't want it out there that literally people were what we call torture for Gitmo, 23 hours in, in a cell, breaking people's faces. That happened. That all happened. That's just the facts, as you people say. But that's CNN.
I mean, goddamn, if we actually had standards and we were going to actually treat everybody equal, well, fuck, we'd have to put a whole bunch of brown shirts from the left in prison cells for 23 hours. Can't have that happening. Mm-mm. CNN bails them out so they can go beat more mega people. Because remember, like I said on last show, there's a difference between the right and the left. The right doesn't like what the left stands for, but they believe they have the right to stand for it. The left believes if you don't agree with them, you are an evil person and must be silenced, jailed, killed, re-educated. It doesn't matter. Their rhetoric is to win elections, but they believe that rhetoric. They truly believe Trump was going to do a coup. So now we write books about it. Whether it's true or not, nobody fucking knows. Because it's just all about, well, that's what they believed. All the never-Trumpers and left and media thought he was going to do that. They've got the perp walk and everything. They don't see how insane they look because they spent four years saying some bots stopped Hillary from winning. That's why it's an easy leap for them now to say some people, 12 people are stopping all the African-Americans from getting the vaccine. Not their rhetoric about Tuskegee and Trump and all that. No, that has nothing to do with it. Nope. Nothing at all to do with it. It's those 12 people. That's why he didn't make his COVID goal. And we keep talking Republican. They're doing the same thing we did during. It's all political. So, of course, people don't trust them. When your first thing is is Fox News is making people not get a vaccine, Fox News is giving people COVID, Fox News telling people not to wear a mask, none of it's true. None of it. You people said everything from Trump was evil, incompetent, whatever. And you said there'd be no way we had a vaccine. Then Biden wins, and now the vaccine is good again. Really? Really? I mean, it it just, once again, when you're saying what is and isn't misinformation, when you're the biggest purveyor of misinformation, as documented in our last show, just laying out the thousands of things they just made up out of whole cloth. Come on. Come on, man. So this wraps up. Another episode of Flavor Politics Podcast. Share with your family and friends. Go to FopPodcast.com for this video, last video, and all previous shows with links to Rumble and SoundCloud. We're going to go with the next podcast on uh, Sunday, 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 25 July, year of our Lord, 2021. Until then, disconnect from all your devices. Don't give the yeah, yes. And as per SOP, thanks for listening, and you take care. Thank you.